You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. Welcome to the exciting world of the movies. The movie graveyard, summer movie season. We gotta kick it up in high gear with the real blockbuster. We're going here, Boo and Goat. We're in the screening room in the movie graveyard. And we got a real gem for you. The mid-80s sports classic, Rad. Rad, the raddest of the rad. Rad. <laughs> so, yeah. So this is actually the the believe it or not this is actually the hottest home video release of 2020. <laughs> we can talk about that in a little bit, but we just want to get the movie started. We have the current release, the the 4K UHD Blu-ray. Also comes with the regular Blu-ray. So we have it at 13 second mark. There's like a logo of like Utopia Distributors. It's clearly like a new logo that wasn't on the original movie. I'm just going with the original logo, which was the TriStar logo with the flying horse, so I got it at the very beginning of his shit, his classic, my favorite movie intro, studio, whatever, so it's like just 13 seconds in, it's the sky right before he comes running in, so I'm going to say one, two, three, go, and when I say go, everybody hit play on your remote, okay, one, two, three, go, here he comes, the horsey, <laughs> oh. I always thought it was a unicorn. Funny. Yeah, because oh, he has wings. He he's a Pegasus. He's a Pegasus. Yeah, he doesn't have a horn. I don't know why I always thought he had a horn. <laughs> yeah, I remember there was like, well, they made a lot. Of, well, TriStar put out a lot of movies in the eighties, but like I remember, like me and my dad always saying like the horsey when it came on, because it was like we've seen so many. It seemed like almost every week you're seeing something with the horsey. Yeah. Ooh. Blinding sun. Blinding sun. <laughs> Talk about HDR. Jack Schwartzman, he's presenting all right. So yeah, so like, I thought this was supposed to be like a um, small California town story because they even say the name of the town is like Cochrane, and I thought like maybe that was like a fake ass like town name, whatever. But like, it's actually like I think it's like Cochrane, Alberta, Canada. Like it's it's the whole movie shot in Canada, except for like the opening. And closing title credits, which aren't even, like, the main characters, just these guys doing bike tricks over the credits. Like, this is clearly, yeah. like, Venice Beach. Like, I gotta say, like, I I was kind of, I mean, I don't know, I wouldn't say disappointed, but I, it was unexpected, because, like, when they give you this opening, and then the movie was, like, more about racing instead of, like, tricks. Yeah. <laughs> I was kind of like, oh, okay. <laughs> and then they show them again at the end, and I'm like, they didn't even have that in the movie. <laughs> Yeah, so, like, I mean, I was never a BMX expert. I guess, <laughs> technically, I rode a BMX bike, the style of bike, when I was a kid. But I wasn't like I did tricks. I mean, I did little jumps or whatever, but I wouldn't do all this stuff. Yeah. I never had the pegs on the back, which <laughs> is what you really needed to do a lot of those tricks. But um, yeah. I remember we would, like, go on vacation in Florida and shit when I was a kid. And you'd, like, sometimes see, like, kids on street corners doing stuff like that, just fucking around. But, um... But yeah, so like what what I kind of came to like the realization, and we'll get into it later with some of the characters, is I think it's like skateboarding where there's like vert skaters, 
and there's like you know course skaters and then like there's actual street skaters which like the the styles are very different i think that's kind of how it is here with the bmx scene because like yeah like what we're watching these guys do here this is like street trick style stuff and really what the movie rad is really about it's really about actual racing well they actually have on the racing uh shirts too though yeah i mean i'm assuming they probably all do both you know yeah but, uh, I'm wondering if these are like actually real guys from the from the brand. I think the, that one guy back there, yeah, because you know how like the before the big race they're all like and so and so like they do that long thing yeah, really interesting. Why, yeah. I think it's all these guys. I think that's who those guys are. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, that makes sense. But um, the sto- stunt riders. <laughs> yeah, the stunt riders, which are the real life riders. Yeah. <laughs> but like, yeah, like. But I don't know, like, I forgot to look the guy up, the main character, but he seemed, like, pretty legit. Like, it wasn't like they were constantly cutting away. Like, he was pretty much doing all his shit well, on his bike. Well, they were doing the racing, yeah, it seemed. Yeah. But, um, there there is a main actor who quite o- often and obviously uses a stunt double, and we'll talk about her when we get to it. <laughs> but, uh, I thought this was really, um, kind of, um, interesting that this movie... This is what I call would call like a fad movie, and yeah. I'm always kind of like partial to these type of movies that, where it's like somebody makes a movie that's like trying to cash in on a current like youth fad and stuff. I mean, there's obviously been skateboard movies and just you know hip hop movies, rollerblading, and rollerblading, yeah, like Airborne. Um, there's obviously been a lot of these types of movies over the years, but the thing that's funny is like generally these movies, these type of movies, they don't get talked about a whole lot. Yeah. Um, well, because they were they're based on fads that came and went. <laughs> yeah. But this one, when when it was announced that it was coming out on video, it was kind of like an underground release. Like hurry up and pre-order it before it's all gone. And they were gone pretty quick. It seemed like and sold out. And um, I was really surprised how many people. And I, and I think it's one of the things too with like how quote unquote eighties mo- this movie is made people more nostalgic for it than like other movies of this ilk. But, um, yeah, like, I was surprised in, like, how Needham directed this, which was, he was, like, a major stunt, like, coordinator and stuntman and good friend of Burt Reynolds, uh, I believe he worked in, like, on all those, like, smoking the band. I love this neighborhood, though. These houses are so, mo- like, they look even more modern than the houses you can buy now. I, what stood out to me about this was the weird coloring of it. Like what? Yeah. Like the, how the sky was so orange, and then the bottom part of the the shot wasn't. Like I'm curious why they did that. Uh, it's I. The thing that I gathered was to to make it seem like it's early morning because they're doing the paper. Like this yeah, shot right yeah. here, like that looks exactly like Night of the Comet. Yeah. It, I think it's supposed to look like you know they obviously shot it just in the middle of the day, but <laughs> here we see the BMX. Uh, this is the main character crew, C R U. Crew Jones, I think is the name, in the movie, and uh, he he does all his uh, BMX tricks, like he's like going through all these little alleyways, he's jumping off of dumpsters, hitting the tops of cars. And this woman, she doesn't even know. Yeah, he totally it. like wrecked and fell off her car. This is his friend. Yeah, she, she's just bitching at the little kids or whatever. But uh, yeah, I think they did that effect to you know because they're delivering the papers early in the morning. Because like, I was really oh yeah no yeah you're right this isn't crew this is a friend yeah. But, um, they would never show crew, like... And then this one, I didn't even realize it was a girl until, like, later on. Yeah, so there's, like, a BMX (laughs) crew that you think, like, oh, the whole movie's gonna be these three characters, but they kind of, like, splinter off. But, like, his main friends, they all do 
BMX, and they also all deliver USA Today, which I thought it was weird that they had to deliver one copy of USA Today to 7-Eleven. Like, wouldn't you think 7-Eleven would be selling those newspapers in there? Like, it's kind of weird. Maybe they didn't at the time. <laughs> Maybe they just wanted to show off their three-for-a-dollar three hot dog deal. <laughs> yeah, that was a good deal. You, you get, you, if you're poor back then, you got kids, you take them to 7-Eleven. Hey, 7-Eleven hot dogs, they ain't no joke, man. Yeah, I, uh, yeah I've got them. I'm down with those. <laughs> I like this. I think it's a little girl that, like, waits yeah, by for him to drive by with the paper. Because he says something like, I was waiting for you, beautiful, or something like that. Yeah, this might be a little rough to get through this commentary to explain some of the plot points, just because in their whatever limited edition wisdom, this this release, as 4K and super high-tech as it is, it doesn't have subtitles. Mm-hmm. It's pretty disappointing. It's it's really crucial if you do, like, a commentary for something like <laughs> yeah. this. He's like, ooh, <laughs> hanging off for dear life. Yeah, he hangs off the side of a... Um, dumpster while the, the, the dump truck guy or, or the gar- garbage truck guy loads it up over this fence so then he can jump up. <laughs> yeah, he rides his bike through a, a hardware store. Now here we have the great Ray Walson, which I'm surprised they got him to do this. Oh, no. And it, it's really him the whole time. He's riding around holding the coffee and donuts yeah. <laughs> and dumbass crew hits him in the fa- head with a newspaper. I like this part where like every day he busts through this like wooden fence. <laughs> Hell trap. Yeah, there's an advertisement. This is like the first major plot point that they he just stares at it for a second. But there's like on a wooden fence, they have a coming soon something called Hell Track, which is like ridiculous that they would go and paint a sign in the middle of a neighborhood like he that. He didn't make his time. He's five minutes late. Yeah, the lady at the bank or whatever it was, her store. And then I thought this was like going to become something, but it really didn't. Like they showed these preppies, like they really show everybody at nope. school is like a preppy. <laughs> and he jumps over them, and like the preppies hate him. So I thought there was going to be like some preppy bullies in this movie. But it, I like how there's like a random ramp in the middle of these kids yeah. conversing at school. <laughs> yeah, so they can just jump over it. And I thought this was funny because you don't see this in like high school movies, the hallways. The hallways are so... Well, like, that was actually like a sexual assault that his friend did to that girl. (laughs) Yes. Touching, pinching her ass. Yep. But these hallways, they crowded them up so much for these shots, like, they can barely move. It's weird. And I like how they have, like, no school books or backpack or anything. Well, yeah, they're delivering papers. They're kind of kids. They don't give a shit about what's going on in school that day. Everybody, I guess those girls don't. (laughs) Yeah, and, like, they show the hot girls in school. And, like, the one that uh, Crew has a uh, crush on, I can't remember. Do you remember what her name was? No. Like, Amy or Debbie or something? (laughs) She's, like, the least attractive one at the whole school. It's weird. (laughs) Now we jarringly cut to, like, I thought this was, like, a PTA meeting at the school or something, but I don't think it's supposed to. I think it's, like, at a banquet hall. Yeah. But they give this presentation with all these bigwigs. This is the guy from Mongoose Bikes, which, like... They would never do this now. Like a, a brand would never let themselves be portrayed as the villains yeah. in a in a sports movie where like you're selling that sports product. Yeah. And um, yeah, the, like at first you're you're kind of like okay, like like maybe they got the real owner of Mongoose to be in it because like he's just giving this presentation how Mongoose is going to build Hell Track, which like 
for the first like seventy five minutes of this movie, you hear about Hell Track in every scene, but like they never show it being built. Like, yeah. you, you never know really what it is. It's yeah. just like, okay, Hell Track's coming. Oh, Hell Track. Oh, Hell Track's coming. Hey, it's like it's like so corny. Like when they ride through the thing, like they have a parade for Hell Track. Like all the old ladies. Oh, Hell Track's coming. Oh, Hell Track. <laughs> the whole town is so Hell Track crazy, and like you think of a. Um, a major corporation was going to build something like that. You wouldn't call it Hell Track. <laughs> well, shouldn't it be like Super Track or something like that? Well, they're trying to make it seem like it's a really difficult obstacle. Like he says, it's the Super Bowl of BMX. Yeah. Trying to make it seem like it's more, you know, dangerous and scary yeah. than your average rider. Except for your average rider. So everybody let your uh, 16-year-old kids come and try to <laughs> maneuver Hell Well, track. to be fair, his mom does try and fight him, so... Yeah, like... <laughs> to join it from joining, so... Yeah, to, like, they haven't shown her yet, but Talia Shire plays Crew Jones' mom. And she's like... Like, usually it's, like, the girlfriends and stuff in movies. Like, usually the, the women are that are dream killers in these sports <laughs> movies are the girlfriends. But I guess because this was a Teenage Rebellion movie, they had to make the uh, dream killer the mom character. I wish I knew what we were saying, what she was saying. Yeah. <laughs> I can't... She makes a good point about something, though. I can't well, remember. I think she's complaining because, like, they're just going to bring in all these, like, oh, wor- world-famous right. writers and yeah. stuff. And I think she's saying, like, oh, you know, everybody, all the kids here are, like... They're not going to like it that these people are riding around here. Yeah, she's saying, like, why don't you let the local people try to win the contest, too, you know? So, like, on the spot, he comes up with this whole thing that they'll have this, like... This big qualifying thing where, like, open, whatever, you know, they'll have these different heats down the track to um, race to try to qualify and stuff. But, I mean, this guy ends up, the guy who supposedly owns Mongoose Bicycles, ends up being the villain of the movie anyway. But, like, you don't know he's really the villain here. He, He just seems, like, a little skeezy. Yeah. And, like, what's funny is, like, his little underling guy, the guy with the mustache that he always, like, talks to, <laughs> like, I was, like, confused. Like, I thought that guy was, like, more powerful than he was. He just yeah. he just turned out being an underling, but, like, that guy, like, fucking leans on him for everything. Well, it's funny because he's, like, making the announcement that the per- the local that, you know, gets through to the to hell track will win, get to win money. And he wants to say... The little underling guy tells him twenty thousand, and he's like, "No, he's yeah. like, we got to make it lower." <laughs> yeah, so they make it ten thousand <laughs> if you win the heats and qualify. Now, this is—I didn't realize this was product placement when we watched this. So There's like, a lot of product yeah. product placement in this movie. I thought it was interesting for it being such like a like no nothing kind of movie. You know, well, I don't know. I wasn't alive when it came out. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't around when it, it came feels out. like it's low budget. Yeah, but like yeah, for like starting off with USA Today, and then how it had Chief Auto Parts, and then like because that was a thing when I was younger. I remember those stores being around. And, like, now this kicks thing, and then it had, plays a big part in the race. <laughs> like Yeah, kicks. That was, a, that was a weird film scene, too, because they're all sitting basically in the corner of, like, this little shack that they're in. Like, they have a shack that's their hangout. And it started out close up on the kicks box and him eating a cereal. Then it panned over, panned all around the room, and <laughs> zoomed out. Like, it was just, like, one of the, it wasn't bad, but it was just one of the weirdest film shots. Like And then you got to see him eating it, and it was yeah. dripping from his mouth. <laughs> And it's funny because, like, they're, like, the the neighborhood whatever kids on BMX bikes. And, like, there's this motorcycle cop that, like, figures prominently throughout the story. Like, in a way, but not really. But, like, 
You almost think in the beginning here that like he's like the ball buster cop. Yeah. And well, he is because they're trespassing right there. Yeah. Well, he's like daring them to like whatever. But he it turns out later later he's like really on their side, kind of. Like he really just like is chasing them for the fun of it. Well, because he realizes like after chasing them all the time, he realizes that they're good. He at least crew is a good rider, so like he just wants to stand up for him and be like, you know, hey, these, <laughs> these are these are good kids, you know. Yeah. The worst trouble they cause is they trespass in this little shack. <laughs> <laughs> no, like she doesn't really figure too prominently in the overall story of the movie. Just more supporting character, but like his friends, how it's like his friend, the guy, and then there's also a girl that hangs out with them. And like does bicycle shit, like I was I was actually like you know surprised that like this old of a movie would like you know be promoting um, you know females uh, in the sport and all that. But then it takes it up a whole another notch later when we get another <laughs> prominent character who really like was all about the bicycle riding and stuff. It's strange though, cause like in this beginning part, like you don't really get the impression that those two are like together you know like so like i just i mean like i said earlier like i didn't even realize it was a girl until like later on i can't i can't even remember that was like somebody something said or she said or something but then like in this beginning part they make her look like real tomboyish but then like the second half of the movie all of a sudden she's just the guy's girlfriend and she's all girly all of a sudden like looking for clothes and stuff just like what like they even (laughs) threw in a a line later because like yeah it just seems like they're just like the neighborhood crew here but like yeah they they uh, (laughs) they uh and that was kind of funny too back in the day like all these old movies like the main character always had to have like a crew that he hung out with see like the cops not even gonna get you next time (laughs) yeah because like they did some cool stunt work where like the guy was riding a bicycle on giant ass piles of timber and stuff it was pretty cool like the one shot you could kind of see that they had ramps up there for him to ride across but still it's cool because still high up like no safety nut no nothing yeah but yeah, like like she's like they totally have her like manned up here. But like that girl's like she's not like that butch of a girl, yeah. really. You know what I mean? Yeah. But they even throw in a line later, like when they reveal that the two other friends, the guy and the girl, are a couple. Like they, there is some line I remember being like, "Yeah, he said I knew it or something like that." Yeah, like Bruce oh, they were it. keeping it hidden or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Now here we're introduced to Punky Brewster. I mean, <laughs> Crew Crew Jones' uh, sister. <laughs> And I'm pretty sure this movie came out like a year or two after Punky Brewster, so I almost wonder if this character is modeled after this redhead kid that's like the bully. <laughs> he looks just like a kid that was like in the arcade too at, on in Fast Times, but I don't think it's the same kid. Just very similar. But man, you want to talk about the most Ralph Mouth strawberry milk <laughs> motherfucker of all time? This kid is like red haired, clown haired. He's got red freckles like everywhere. He's more red freckled than he is like normal skinned. Like, and then he's like. And then, out of all people of, like, the young kids at the school, whatever, like, he's the bully? Like, it's so fucked up. <laughs> and we, we kind of established there that the sister will kick people in the shins when the... Because that bully kid, he's wearing a Hart Taylor, the man, or whatever his name is, Bart Taylor, the man shirt. And Bart Taylor, like, gets introduced later. He's like the star rider. Yeah, he's like the big star. All the time. Yeah. <laughs> I can tell what she said there. <laughs> Yeah. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, you kid. <laughs> yeah, I like how he picks his sister up from school, like, on a bicycle that she has to, like, hang off the back of. 
Yeah, it's so foreign to me how, like, she, like, when he first got there, how she was so excited to see him, and she, like, went and hugged him. Yeah. Like, I just, I don't know, I don't see that kind of stuff in movies now, where, like, the siblings actually like each other. (laughs) No, like, okay, what are we in in this, we're 18 minutes in this movie, and, like, the main character, like, this is, like, the opposite of what most movies do. Like, the main character, like, up until this point, like, he's got it, like, all made. Like, he's got cool friends. He does cool bike tricks. He's got a, a, a younger sister who idolizes him and loves him. He helps his mom. He helps his mom. The and kids the, are good. The kids are, yeah, but then, then you find out the mom's a ball buster. And I got it. She's not really. She just wants him to get a good education. I think she helped produce this movie too, though, because like yeah. at the end credits, there's like a Talia film or something like that. Yeah, it was like, at the beginning. Too. Yeah, which had to be like her. But it's kind of funny though, because like she was like, she it's like she's doing the same shit here that she did in Rocky, where like the <laughs> the, the original Rocky, the whole time she's telling him like, "Why are you going through with this?" You can't, I remember her always screaming, "You oh. can't win." Yeah, he, he he tosses. He has to talk to the mom, so he tosses the sister into a giant, <laughs> full size plastic garbage can that they just happen to have in the middle of their kitchen with no trash bag in it. No, like what do they put in that giant trash? Uh, I have no idea. <laughs> and he's showing her the. Uh, I guess you need a permission form or something for it to yeah. go to Hell Track. Yeah. And she's automatically busting his balls left and right right here. But it's not just because she doesn't want him to do it. It's it's that the race is on the same day as the SATs. Yeah. But you 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 can take S S whatever SATs anytime you want. You can only ride Hell Track for ten thousand dollars on this one day. But she's his mom. She just wants him to. Oh, there is subtitles on this. Damn. She just uh, wants him to get a good education. I can never find the subtitle option on the um, the main menu, but yeah, they're here. You just got to turn them on the remote. I'm glad I checked. So my apologies <laughs> for saying this this movie does not have subtitles because it does. Yeah, the little girl, the the sister's name is Wes. Everybody has a man's name in this movie. Yeah, that was another. That was uh, the girl member of the girl too. The friend she has a boy's name too. Yeah, I think. I know the love interest has. A yeah, the name. love interest is like Christian coming up. It's a good, good androgyny uh, thing. And here we're kind of like finally, because like now it's like the jinx is in, like the mom busted his balls. Uh, like I think she even said something, if not that scene later, she's like, like you can't throw away your f- uh, a solid future for a bike race. <laughs> but we're, here we have his uh, his weakness. It's when he tries to do, I guess it's when he does jumps. He's trying to do this move. I can't tell. I think he's trying to flip, no? But he's not trying to flip at all, because when he learns how to do it later, he just, like, lands. It's like, basically, he's going up a ramp, and then there's, like, a, a longer ramp. Wow, look at that hot Z28. With, like, a longer ramp with, like, mattresses on it. He, he's just flying up, and he lets the bike go. Like, that's your main problem right there. Like, you can't land it with no bike. Well, he says he gets dizzy. That's right. He gets dizzy when he goes up. But, uh, I thought he was trying to do it. Because, I mean, it's not like they really do anything like that in the Hell Track thing. No, but, yeah, there's, that's there's his nothing big like... thing is that he can't, he's trying to nail this one move. Yeah, trying to do this jump. Now, here we're, like, we're second there. Like, we, this is the parade I was talking about. Like, everybody's, like, all buzzing about Hell Track. Even the Shriners came out with their little cars. <laughs> Jeez. 
They probably shine them cars up all year round just waiting for a parade to get announced so they can come out. Look at Scary Clown. With the, there's scary. A, scary Clown. No, I like this, though. Part of the parade is there's a semi-truck with a kid riding a bike. No helmet, no nothing. He just rides a bike, does wheelies on the top of this semi. Because that's his company. Yeah, but, I mean, you never do that now. <laughs> oh, there she is. There she is. Ladies and gentlemen, the love interest of this movie. Christian. Team number one on Team Mongoose. She rides for the evil team, even though she never really <laughs> faced the repercussions for that. But <laughs> Christian, played by, uh, you might know her as Aunt Becky, Lori Laughlin, the queen of the 80s. You might know her as prison inmate. <laughs> prison inmate four seven eight six five three one. But here's the rest of Team Mongoose, and like the like the Team Mongoose guys are like the uh, villains. There's a pair of twins. I swear that th- that Bart guy is a brother too. He looks just like them. He does, but he's blonde. He's like yeah. almost albino blood, like red skin albino blood. And then Bart Taylor's here, and he, he's a big star. Like yeah. th- these these horny girls run up. Dang this no. one girl side boob is outrageous. <laughs> For like a PG movie or whatever this is. They're all blowing away. Yeah, literally. <laughs> and like the other kids in the background, they all got Flock of Seagulls haircuts and shit. But uh, yeah. She has great hair in this movie. Yeah, Lori Loughlin does have awesome hair in this movie. <laughs> and um, yeah, she blows them off. She don't want to hear no games. But, I mean, he stopped the parade because what's weird too is like even though they're the famous drivers or, or you know bike riders they have to like drive their own cars through the parade and like try to wave at people while they're driving i mean it's weird and so you got the twins you got bart taylor and then there's just like two like like rock star groupies and they almost look like twins a little bit here but um like they totally got the the giant teased uh feathered uh blonde bleach blonde hair this is so un-american <laughs> Yeah, this is funny because they had to like block off the cross streets for the parade route, and this lady's like, she's so weird. She's like, "You're such a nice boy," and like she just yeah, that's all she said. She's so weird, but like, so crew like just literally stops the parade to let this lady drive her car through because she's like, "I gotta get home. I got a, I got a, a cake in the oven." Oh, is that what she said? Yeah, that's what she said. I was like, "Why would you fucking put a cake in the oven and drive across oh, the town?" Oh yeah, Lori Laughlin, see crew Jones. Yeah. <laughs> you saw the stars twinkling. <laughs> Christian Hollings. Whoa. And then the cop comes, so then he has to ride up and dent up the shit out of somebody's And then he's like, so. did you see a boy on a bike? Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, uh. Yeah, all over. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> it's kind of funny, because I gotta be honest, like, when I was a kid, and, like, I, I, it wasn't this movie, it was more this other movie... I like the, like, they almost look like... like, a 3D I was going to say, you got to put on your 3D glasses for, like, when the scenes dissolve, because it gets so blurry. But I was, like, never, like, that into, like, Lori Laughlin, like, when I was a kid. Yeah, Katie is this girl's name, like, crew at school. Which I don't even know why he's still trying when he saw Lori Laughlin in the parade and shit, because it seemed like he was pretty hot for her then. But he's trying to do all these bike tricks to impress this girl. And, and, like, her whole shtick is she just blows them off. Because uh, she's got hard nipples and big teased hair, and she just is too cool for school. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, no, like I never like thought much of like Lori Laughlin like when I was a kid. But like now that I was here, I was like she was actually a great like eighties kind of like wholesome babe actress. You know what I mean? Like she was always super pretty in movies, but not like too much to the point where it was distracting or fake seeming. Like she always blended into her roles like really nicely. 
And she always had this, like, kind of quiet-spoken demeanor. And, like, she yeah. never was seen, like, real, like, bitchy or anything. No, she never, like, uh, you know, talk about typecasting or whatever, like, but in a good way, she, uh, you know, got typecasted as, like, the good girl in these she movies. She was a white meat baby face. Yeah. <laughs> and I, like, like, it's kind of nebulous. I gotta be honest, like, even, like, the first time we watched this, like, I'd never... Which, by the way, I'd never actually seen this movie until now. I, I blind-bought this movie. Because, <laughs> like, I'm not gonna lie, I blind-bought it because the case was awesome. <laughs> like, it comes with, like, a real sturdy slipcover that has, like, the lenticular cover. And it's, like, the, just the colors are eye-popping. So I'm, like... I'm you like, judged a book by its cover? I judged by a book by its <laughs> cover, and boy, did it ever pay off. <laughs> You know what's weird, though? Like, no kidding. Like, between DVD, Blu-ray, 4K, whatever, 3D, whatever. My percentage of blind buying movies and then ending up really liking them is really good. Like, I would I would say out of my thousands and thousands of discs, I've only done that, like, where I got, like, a stinker maybe five times. Where, like, a movie where I'm kind of like, uh... They made eye contact again. Yeah, he sees her outside the dance. Or at least she saw him doing his tricks. Now, was this a was this a high school dance or what? Cause like it's like a hell track dance, like this. Cause like all the like the mayor of the town, Ray no, Walson, yeah, like everybody's there. Yeah, it's a dance for the race. Which that's just a bizarre concept in itself. What, no, now it's what? Just like a party for the thing. Well, well, what the hell are the twins, the evil twins from Team Mongoose wearing here? They're like. <laughs> gray they look like the visitors uh uniforms from v but they're like gray and like they're doing like sleazy uh, dancing so like there's the two twin guys uh, and there's bart taylor and they have between three guys they have two groupies <laughs> so it kind of looks like bart taylor like he has this one girl and the, other, and the twins have to like share a girlfriend because yeah, that's those two girls that were in the back seat yeah which they're like nobodies they're yeah. not writers or anybody oh kiss me next <laughs> oh yeah yeah, everybody, all the local girls just want the twins. Oh, in. look at this guy. Now, these are, they're oh. pro- Bart Taylor, professional BMX star. He's and, and they can do, like, synchronized <laughs> dance moves with his girlfriend well, and shit. he's saying, is there anything they can't do? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, they're, like, Whoa. ripping this girl's Whoa. clothes off, and she has, like, a spandex <laughs> leotard. And they're congratulating on. each other on how awesome they yeah. are. But I think this is like there's like this is like actually supposed to be a dance contest too because like is it? yeah because because they get real pissed in a second here when you know who comes in and upstages them <laughs> I think that's just because they took the attention away like is this how the team mongoose makes money they ride into a local town they mm-hmm. do a public dance <laughs> to, like to, you know expedition. Ex- uh, I can't even say it. exhibition, and then and then then they go make some chump change like at the local whatever park doing their bicycle tricks, and then Crew Jones he dances on his bike outside, <laughs> like there's a crowd clapping. And she can't and shit. take it. Yeah, which I'm not gonna lie, I love this outfit she has on in this. Just some white pants with this weird like uh, all chopped up, oh, sparkly. Yep. Damn. Damn, she just flew over his bike. He's like, what the hell? <laughs> like, in reality, like, Lori Laughlin's character, uh, I mean, granted, she's supposed to be a professional bike rider, and uh, there's a line, like, the reason she's not in Hell Track is she just, like, goes for trophies, like, trick trophies, I don't think she rides dirt tracks and shit. Which I thought was weird, because it's in Hell Track for a trophy. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I think it's, I think it's just racing, and like, I, I think... I could have waited until I was done dancing. <laughs> yeah. Bicycle boogie. Yeah. <laughs> 
Here comes the, this is known as the bicycle boogie scene. That girl's Ocean Pacific shirt is awesome back there. <laughs> yeah, Lori Laughlin uh, dares Crew Jones to, to bicycle boogie dance with her. And of course, he does come out. He's like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> yeah, he's in, he's kind of intimidated too because he doesn't want to like dance, boogie, bicycle dance in front of Bart Taylor. Energetic electronic music starts. <laughs> And I gotta say, this is by far my favorite scene of this movie. Uh, it's it's a this is a very famous song, I think. But what's weird is like, it's like I totally forgot about this song until we watched this movie, or like they play it during the menus of the Blu-ray too. But like, yeah, this real life song, uh, "Send Me an Angel." So like. They do their bicycle, their synchronized bicycle dances. She's uh, doing ballet on her bike. Yeah, she does like ballet <laughs> shit, and it's awesome. I like, I like how she's like doing that sway there. Like, <laughs> and there's like a, and it's like for the slow motion, like, like there's like a weird film jutter too. That's like kind of cool looking too. It's like probably totally a mistake with the camera. No, unfortunately, the only bad part are like these shots, <laughs> where all of a sudden Lori Laughlin becomes a guy in a fucking wig, like. <laughs> Because that's who her stunt double is. But, I mean, it's obvious, like, she's pretty much the only person in this movie who's actually a real actor and not a, you know, professional bike rider or whatever. So. I thought it was funny, though, for Crew too, how, like, they just had no qualms about, like, showing the stunt guy. Yeah. <laughs> His face, like, they were just like, oh, yeah, you're not noticing because you're looking at the bike stuff. <laughs> I mean, clearly it's on a platform and shit, though, but, uh, like, I was surprised, like, how Lori Laughlin could stand up on the bike like this because, like, that's actually her there. Yeah. But song. maybe they did it in slow motion because they couldn't keep it that long. Yeah. Dang. Like, she totally just jumps down right there. <clears throat> and then fucking all the men are getting drunk. See, like, they see... Yeah, like, like, that's clearly not crew. That's <laughs> clearly, like, another guy. It's funny. But I like these scenes where, like, their bikes are, like, stationary on, like, a platform or something. Yeah, I was gonna say. And it's like, it's like the real, real actors just, like, climbing on them. Yeah. It's pretty good, though, like, if you're not getting all picky about shit or whatever, no, yeah. it's cool to see them doing this stuff. Like, I love the scenes where it's really Lori Laughlin. I just wish they had kind of cut a little better to not show the stunt guy. <laughs> the crew guy, I can, I really don't care about. It's just more hurt because it's like... But like this? Like he was going right into the camera. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's how, that's how sh stunt shit was back then. I always remember like seeing the stunt guys. Uh, but, I mean, the shit they're doing is so cool. Like, even if it's faked up or whatever, it's yeah, like... Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like, it's not it's not that big of a deal. It's just kind of funny when you see it. Lori Laughlin's like, getting a major crush on uh, Crew Jones now. Seeing him, like, do all these fancy bike tricks. Realizing how good he is. The guys are getting all jealous. Yeah. Which, to be fair, I can see why. Because, like, she has to be around... Bart Taylor and the evil whatever gangbang twins all the time like <laughs> they're pretty sleazy guys she probably just happy to, to meet like a nice guy finally well it seemed like when she first started doing this part with that with hint with crew somebody in the crowd or something said hey that's not Bart Taylor so it's like everybody assumes that she's with Bart Taylor yeah cause she's like the female star of the team and he's the male star yeah. but yeah but um you know, like, I totally, like, even just from the beginning scene, 
Like, I kind of get annoyed because that thing that people do when they ride their bike with their without their hands, you know, like where they're leaning back and they're riding the bike normally, just not yeah. in this movie, but just normally how people can ride their bike without their hands. Yeah. I could never fucking do that. Like, I would always yeah. try and, like, the front tires would just, like, you know, kind of wiggle or whatever. Like, it never stayed straight. Yeah, I could do it. It, it depends on your bike, really. Like, so, But it seems like everybody... Because you see people, like, on the street, like, riding their bike and they're fucking doing that. So, like, when I saw, like, this and all this stuff that they're doing, like, how the hell do they do that? I can't even ride my bike without my hands. <laughs> I was always too chicken to do it. <laughs> uh, because, like, when I was a kid, like, we lived on a busy street and, like, mm-hmm. my parents didn't, didn't want me actually going in the street. They wanted me to ride my bike on the sidewalk walk you know but my my friends who were like more daring and didn't have as much parental supervision (laughs) they would actually do the thing where like they would go here's the indian shirt number one yeah indian (laughs) shirt one of the groupies this is totally white chick always dresses in indian garb but my friends would go down this busy street and um oh here it is yeah, where fi- I was like, "What the heck?" Yeah, finally you realize that they're uh, b- boyfriend girlfriend. And then he was like, I-, "I didn't know." Like later on, it's like, "Well, they were." They had, he had his arm around her. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, go. Cool. But yeah, but a, a couple of my friends, I was just gonna say, you can start a drinking game for uh, every time you see a hard nipple in this movie. <laughs> but anyway, like yeah, my friends would actually do that thing where they would stand up and like surf on the bike, like they would stand on the crossbar like that, mm. just totally stand up, fucking like surfing the bike, mm. and. Uh, I like I was always too afraid to try that. I, I I could probably do it for a second, but like I and they would do it for like a long while, like go down almost the whole street like that and like I never understood that. Like like how you could keep it's one thing to keep your balance on that tiny bar, but it's another thing to like like you said, keep the front uh tire from wobbling, you know. Like now she, he's gonna learn how to do the move because his girl's gonna give him a hint. Yeah, because Lori Love. Which by this by the way, I'm just gonna call it out now. It's like I'm I miss like '80s movies because everybody likes to like rewrite history that like everything back in the day was so racist and sexist and all this. I actually like back when you could just normally have like females a part of like a plot and like it wouldn't be anything special. You know what I mean? Because yeah. like. I mean, really, like, aside from, like, maybe those groupie girls, which, I mean, they're not even really a factor in thing. But other than that, like, every, like, female in this movie is, like, a real positive influence on the story development. And, See, like, he is trying to flip. Oh, yeah, shit. like, now he's trying to flip, but he never tried that before. But she was right, like, you gotta, take, <laughs> you gotta take the pads away. But, like... Well, I think she says something to him that he's leaning forward too much. Yeah. And he tries... And then he tries to do it. Yeah. He was over-rotating, but, I mean, that was the first time he actually even got that far, because before he was just whatever. Yeah, but but I like I like that uh, Laurie Laughlin's yeah! character. Yeah, he did the flip, finally. Because <laughs> he had Christian uh, Hollings, uh, whatever her name is. Mm-hmm. And now they start romancing it up, walking around the town, <laughs> the outskirts of the town. But I, I, I like that, like... Because you could never get away with that now. It's like, I like that there can be, like, a female character who actually comes into a story, helps a male character, and they both learn, kind of, like, help each other, learn from each other. I mean, really. And then she's not like, yeah, I taught you because I'm a woman and I'm better than you. Yeah. (laughs) 
Because like, that's usually the point now after something happens like that. Yeah, I told you because I'm a woman. <laughs> yeah, like everything was kind of okay in like uh, action and like whatever movies until uh, all of a sudden Lucasfilm and, and uh, Marvel got a boner for uh, trying to be so whatever. And it's like all of a sudden there's like this rash of like unlikable. Like if anything, when I was growing up, I was used to the female characters being the likable ones in the movies, and the males being more whatever irritating. Mm-hmm. Now it's the opposite. Now like the female characters have to be bossing everybody around, and screaming all the time. Oh my god! Yeah, like they they do it like it's like a water park slide, but they totally take like a sewage like slide into like the local river. Completely dressed too, I might add. And uh, more more three D transitions, but I I like I like how like they they just get back on the slide and do it a second time, but now they're like completely dry the second time. I don't know, it just looks like a slow mo of the first one. The first one, you think yeah. that could be? Yeah, she's gonna mess up her perfectly uh, feathered hair though. <laughs> yeah. No, uh. but but it's weird because like you know they always talk about like diversity in movies now and there needs to be more women this more women that like this movie has women all over the place and they're just like well that's what i was wondering about like why all the girls were named with boy names you know like i thought that was interesting but um yeah i mean like other than like these kinds of little parts like this where it's obviously like a romantic kind of whatever in you know situation um like, I mean, the characters could be interchangeable. It could have been a boy, you know, like, yeah. in terms of, like, how the influence on the story of, like, how she was, she's one of their top writers for the company, and, like, you know, she's giving him tips on how to get better or whatever. Like, I mean, it could have very easily have been, like, a guy friend, you yeah. know, doing that. But the only difference is just these kinds of scenes where they're together. Yeah, because it's, like... They fall in love over the the magic of a BMX bike riding, kind of. Because they know you got to have a love story. <laughs> but, like, yeah, I mean... <clears throat> excuse me. All kidding aside, like, I felt like the characters, the, like, them two characters, though... Because usually, you know, when there's, like, an obligatory love story, especially in older movies, like, you don't see obligatory love stories too much anymore. But, like, uh... There's just something about these two, him and her, like... And their characters, like, there's something where it's, like, they seem like a good fit to me. They seem like a good blend, like... Yeah, because they're both good kid, like, good yeah. kind of kids. And, I mean, they're, like, high school age. They're, like, older high school age. I mean, it's it's easy to fall in love at that time. Everybody wants to fall in love then, you know? Yeah. It's different when you're doing all these movies now where everybody's, like, you know... And, like, they showed this restaurant before, like, because there was a scene where Bart Taylor had his friends kicked out of their booth or whatever... But, like, now all of a sudden he works at the restaurant, too. <laughs> like, I thought this movie was funny how there's, like, a lot of shit that's not really set up and it just happens. No, well, they showed him picking up the table for Bart Taylor. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, he was. <clears throat> See, now, now here's, like, the one preppy guy from the school, and I thought he was going to be more like a bully, like, where they would do something. Like, he kind of makes fun of him, call him a paper wither. But, like, I thought there's going to be, like, a big comeuppance later where, like, like you know, he sprays, like, dirt in the bully's face or something. But, like, it never really happens. <laughs> now, like, I mean, I guess it makes sense because he's, like, the local paper boy. But he's got, like, 20, <laughs> like, whatever, pa- same pages from the paper that have the um, the minor consent form to ride Hell Track because it's so dangerous. 
He's trying to like forge his mom's signature, and like he done it a hundred times, keeps screwing it up. But then like the sister comes in two seconds, brushing her <laughs> teeth and signs it. <laughs> so that's what I'm saying though. It's like, it's like the you mm-hmm. know like like all the women pretty much except for the mom. Like she doesn't really influence anything other than just complaining about shit. <laughs> but every other like uh, female character in this movie has a positive, like like. The movie couldn't get to where it needs to go if it wasn't for their help, you know what I mean? But it's not because they're specifically female. It's just because they knew how to do whatever needed to be done. Well, yeah, I mean, they're just... <laughs> well, they're, I'm just saying, like, they're important... No, I'm not saying you're saying yeah. that, but I'm just saying, like... Well, they're, they're like, important um, parts of the story, but that's what I'm saying. Like, back then, like, you could just have that in a movie, and nobody had to pat themselves on the back. Nobody had to do fucking uh tim miller interviews talking about like the womanness of his female like it just i like it's so weird to me now like that's why i feel like shit's more sexist now than it was then yeah it's like here here, this is like because like i was like confused you know because i like i said i wasn't familiar with this movie like when we were watching this the other day and it's like not even halfway through like i thought this was like the race race already I didn't realize it was, like, separate, like, you know, qualifying. the qualifying and then, like, a couple of days. Because it's, like, that scene earlier, like, where I, she was helping him learn how to do that shit on the ramp. I thought it was funny how, um, like, those groupie girls were at the nearby pool, like, like right there. It's just, like, everybody's just hanging out in this town for, like, a week straight, like, yeah. for this race. Like, it's not, like, like normally you think they would roll in, like, the day before, have the race and leave, but, like, like, Mon- Team Mongoose and other groupies were really taking this town over for, like, a week straight. Yeah. Yeah, during that town hall earlier on, he said they were going to have a qualifying race for locals. Yeah. Which, and I guess I should say, too, if you buy the Blu-ray or whatever, um, the, because I have a feeling that this is going to come out again real soon, but... The, at least the Vinegar Syndrome version of the Blu-ray, like, it comes with a fold-out poster of Hell Track. Yeah, really? Oh, yeah. yeah, you did show me that. Unfortunately, they put, like, a sticker to, like, stick it together. Mm. And when you peel that sticker off, it rips off part of the poster. Oh, my God. But I, I don't understand what they do. But, yeah, it does does technically come with the poster. That one dude's helmet is cool with the spikes. Yeah, he's like a mohawk. Yeah, but, like... I kind of like the Bart Taylor character, though, because he's, like, a little more complex, because he seems like he's going to be, like, a big douche, and everybody around him is a big douche, and he kind of has that look about him, but he never really does too much douchey douchey shit, like, himself, like, he's just, like, a legit professional athlete, really. Yeah. Yeah, I noticed that, too. It's just the twins that are the ones that are kind of more jerks. Yeah, they're like the Vanderpumps or whatever. <laughs> what is that? I don't know. It's like the <laughs> preppy characters, like assholes, like that. Ooh. Like Chevalier? Yeah, like Chevalier. <laughs> like, Ooh. Just like preppy sports jocks. Because there's like, there's like dumb jock jocks, and then there's like preppy jocks, you know Chevalier. what I mean? But they're like, yeah, Chevalier, he's tearing it up. That was a callback. <laughs> By the way, it's, it's nice to uh, do a podcast again where I don't have to worry about uh, talking about video companies. I don't have to <laughs> just say whatever I want. Oh, but you brought up vinegar syndrome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, vinegar syndrome. 
when you when you pay for your own Blu-rays, you can say whatever you want. <laughs> but uh, but I gotta admit, like these little races, like th- like this stuff was like you know, because like I'm not really like a BMX bandit myself or anything. <laughs> bandit. Like yeah, I was wondering like how boring this movie would be. Like and, and I kind of was like when I was on the fence ordering it. <laughs> Yeah, I like how the sister comes and he fakes bar barfs down her like, shirt. Oh my god! When I yeah. first saw that, I was like, "Holy crap!" He just like opened her shirt. Yeah, she's <laughs> a little kid. I know, but still, it seemed weird. I love that the mom is like doing the laundry or whatever in like the basement, and like she sees crew on the local TV. <laughs> I like the local bartender guy. He's all excited to see the local kids, like even though he's just like a nothing character. <laughs> the bartender guy kind of reminds me of Jim Brewer a little bit <laughs> from uh, SNL. But no, but like, I was kind of like on the fence because I was like, this movie might really be boring, you know, because it was like, I don't know, like, like, like I always heard of this movie, so I knew about it and I used to see the jerseys that like they still sell on, on eBay. Like I was thinking about getting one, like they're pretty nice. These bootleg jerseys look like his jersey from later in the movie. <laughs> so like I always was aware of this movie. It's just one of those ones like I never seen on TV. I never saw it at the video store. never like came across it, you know. And it's weird that sometimes, because I mean, I still come across movies that I've never heard of from the 80s and 90s, and I'm like, oh, you know, give them a chance, whatever. But it, it's, there's not too many movies out there, I don't think, that like, I've heard of nonstop for like oh, 20, 30 shit. years, but I've never seen. Damn. Yeah, I couldn't tell if that was just like an accident or what, like, I guess that was a pre-planned stunt. Oh, that's his friend. Yeah, his friend. He gets knocked out of the heats because his bike gets all bent up, his tire. But yeah, so I was like, man, like I don't, I don't really know if you know, because this no. this was an expensive release too, because it, it was one of the first 4K ones that they did. But I was like, I looked at, it, I was like, man, Lori Laughlin's in it, so it's it's got to be like kind of a real movie, you know what it's I mean? Be decent. Yeah, and I saw Tyler Shire is in it, and then like I watched the trailer, and I was like, oh, okay, you know, it's you know, but it's it's weird because I'm sure a lot of people would call this movie cheesy. But when I watched it, I was kind of surprised how not cheesy it is. Like, it's, like, over the top, but it's not, like... Like, honestly, I thought this was going to be on the level of, like, Joysticks. Remember when we watched Joysticks? Like, how crazy it was? The movie about the guys who ran the arcade and all that? I don't remember that one. And, like, that one was ridiculous because them girls were all horny because a guy owned an arcade. <laughs> like, like the, he was, like, a superstar to them or whatever. <laughs> but anyway... And this, this has a, I would say this actually has like that good 80s power, like oh, rock yeah. ballad soundtrack, where like all the lyrics are all about like, you know, how you're going to get something done and mm-hmm. accomplish the impossible and all that stuff. On that one part, those guys, like, I swear he like floated over like the gap in the, in the, in the trail. <laughs> like, yeah. Because there's like a part where the dirt came in and like there was nothing there. Like, I think he like floated over it. Yeah, like the races are pretty exciting too. <laughs> He's all tired. Yeah, it's his second race because he wasn't in the first one, right? No, he 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 did, he did one already. I know, but that was three. This is that was the third one. I thought there I was. I don't think he was in the first one. I think it was just all those other ones, and then he did the second and third. The one. second one, yeah, maybe. Cause he was getting ready. And she, that's when she was like, "He's already barfed twice." <laughs> yeah, yeah, because he was so nervous. But, like, he's kind of getting, like, borderline more and more famous because, like, the the TV keeps being, like, you know, because he keeps being, like, the last local kid left or they keep saying his name over and over. Yeah. And these, because these are all the, like, the brand guys. Yeah, pretty much. It says locals, but 
I mean, they're all wearing the brand stuff, and those twins are in it. I mean, yeah. Well, the like even Bart oh, Taylor. Yeah, when that guy wrecks into him, damn, oh, he knocked out a spectator too. Or no, that was another biker. But like, yeah, like. Well, you know, like Bart Taylor was in the beginning. So I guess technically everybody has to qualify for hell, whatever yeah. hell track, even if you are a sponsor. I like this where he goes off the path and just makes a shortcut. That was the second time he did that because on this part, on the other one, yeah, see, he goes out. Yeah, he goes outside the lines. I don't know why, but every time I see them when they're riding and they're like moving the thing back and forth, like it makes me laugh because he it looks funny. Yeah. <laughs> Which, like, you think technically it'd be cheating, he goes outside the lines, but I guess That's not. what I was thinking, too, because, like, he's not on the trail. Mm-mm. But then, whoa. But then when the other guy went out of the trail earlier, how I had told you, doesn't mean he's not in the race anymore, but then he just went back in and kept Yeah, he can get back uh-oh. in. Here she is. His mom shows up. I love how his mom is, like... Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, clear, <laughs> clearly he didn't go take his test because he's on TV. <laughs> that little boy up there that was sitting up there where his mom was, his face is all full of like chocolate or something like that was sitting on the left side. No, oh, yeah. <laughs> I keep seeing those little kids like full decked out in gear and shit. <laughs> you defied me. Uh oh. It's not me. You're, you're, here it is. You're willing to sacrifice building a solid future for a bicycle race. <laughs> It's very self-destructive. Talk about a dream killer. <laughs> the only thing I'm good at is riding this bike. Now I have a chance to be the best. That's right, Mom. So why don't you shut... Like, now I feel like parents would be, like, grateful that their kid was, like, working hard in anything. But this thing of, like, taking SATs again in six months, I don't remember that being a thing. I thought it was only once a year. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, I don't know. Like, isn't there those places like that you pay to coach you up and shit, and then like you? I think you can. Yeah, but that was to take them like at the at the end of the at the end of the second semester. <laughs> yeah, I don't know though because I mean, there's there's like mid whatever in school, so I mean, I would think they have to. I never. There's. I mean, there's like whatever winter semester in college. I mean, there has to be like a second round of taking the SAT. I never took the SAT. I took some bullshit called ACT or something. Yeah, that was the alternative. Yeah, it, it didn't even matter. I remember for some reason, like even though my mom like didn't care at all about my education or my future at all, she <laughs> somehow still forced me to uh, take that. I remember I had to go take it like. Like, at another school district, like, not even my own school district, and I had to go to, like, an elementary school. Oh, my God. And I remember afterwards, like, I went to pee, and, like, they had these, like, little urinals that were, yeah. like, yeah. you know what I'm talking about? Like, well, like I, not because I've seen them. Like, the stalls and shit, like, would only go up to, like, your waist. It was, like, real yeah. weird, these tiny bathrooms. Because it was for elementary school kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I, I just know what you mean, because uh, when I was in high school... I went back to visit my elementary school and like to see one of my teachers and like when I walked into the classroom like the tables and the chairs were like so low yeah. I was like I used to sit in these <laughs> like, I know. it was so funny <laughs> it's like everything was shrunken it was weird <laughs> I like how he like throughout the course of the movie he picked up like another buddy who like <laughs> doesn't ride but he's just like a fan of his like this guy kind of looks like a a, a more uh, brunette version of Courtney Gaines from children of the corn so now the guys are giving him a hard time because he's gonna win the race yeah now here's this other cool guy yeah like he just qualified for the race but like 
everybody's treating him like he's a giant star. Like, because like we should say like you win, you win some money and you win a Corvette and all this shit. Yeah. And then it was weird too Ooh. that like <laughs> all of a sudden day. like the two hookers are like all over him. Here's a Indian shirt number two. Yeah, another Indian <laughs> shirt. That must have been a fashion trend back then. Yeah, I'm sure it was. That one looks like it's like made out of leather and shit. The other one did too. Yeah. It's actually pretty cool. <laughs> like they're all making fun of him because like they told him to come out and talk to the team mongoose guy. Like, was it because they thought he was gonna sign with mongoose? Like, them girls have to sleep with anybody that rides for mongoose, <laughs> or like, are they like paid prostitutes by this old man he or sent what? Them. Yeah. <laughs> Try to entice him to come to our team. Yeah. <laughs> now this is real fucked up because like, ba- basically we get into the real villainous plot of the old man who who runs uh, mongoose bicycles. By the way, I thought this was like a weird scene. Like I kind of liked it just so you could get some more background on these two uh, uh, hooker girls. But like, like we see like his his one female friend in here buying like a blouse that she thinks all pretty and her boyfriend's gonna like it. And then, like, the hooker girls come in and just, like, totally make fun of, like, these clothes and stuff. <laughs> like, these small-town clothes that these yokels would be wearing and shit. But here we get into the villainous plot. <laughs> yokels. Yeah. There, I think that's, like, a Pac-Man garbage can back there. That's weird. <laughs> but anyway, like, the, the, the old man who runs Mongoose, he basically says, like, I'll give you a contract and you'll be on Mongoose, but, like, I need you to throw the race. Mm-hmm. But I don't think he says it on there, does he? Maybe not there, but, like... But I think he did, though, because, like, Crew was, like, like saying, like, I gotta do things my own way. Or maybe he does it later, I he can't remember. we don't think the same way. Yeah. But either way, like, that's it. Because, like, the problem is this old man, like, he printed up all this Bart Taylor shit. Like, all this merchandise. And, like, you know, it's about to go into stores. And, like, if Bart Taylor doesn't win, uh... Or at least in his mind, he thinks if Bart Taylor doesn't win Hell Track you know, whatever giant race that nobody's going to buy all this shit that he printed up. He said, I think he even says like he's, he made like a million dollars worth of shit, which is like, that'd be like nothing though. <laughs> I don't know why, but I thought this guy was funny. Like the guy who like checks everybody in the race. Mm-hmm. He's such a, like a, like a cool hipster dude. Like his fucking jacket and his mustache and shit. Yeah, and then, uh, and I love it too that Ray Walston is always lurking in the background to overhear, like, Ray Walston, you know, he was, like, involved in bringing this, this track to the town and shit. Now he's finding out that people who run mon- mongoose bicycles are scumbags, because now all of a sudden there's, like, a rule that, like, oh, to be in the race you have to have a sponsor, which, like, that totally defeats the whole point of, like, letting the local kids try and earn a spot in the race, you know what I mean? No sponsor, no racy. Yeah. It's weird. So, like, basically, like, now you realize because he turned on the offer to be on Mongoose, like, now they're just going to fuck him out of being in the race. So, like, he really has, like, no chance of winning He now. said it again. No racy. No racy. <laughs> At least they're still going to give him the money. <laughs> yeah. But oh, it's the... all your fault. <laughs> yeah. She's like, what? <laughs> I'm kind of surprised, though, like, you know, like, I thought some more, like, sleazy shit was going to happen, like, where they're going to screw with the Lori Laughlin being on the team, like, force her, like, not to be friends with him anymore, or whatever, you know what I mean, like, yeah. but it never really comes down to that. Look at Ray, Ray Walston ain't going to take no shit, man. <laughs> 
he already kicked that bum Spicoli out of high school. Now he's <laughs> now he's like not gonna put up with these fuckers screwing around in Cochrane, Alberta. See, this is the first time that he mentions that he tells him to throw the race. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like the reason we didn't actually hear the conversation that the guy told him to throw the race is because we were seeing the skank girls make fun of the blouses in the store and shit. Mm-hmm. That guy just rode by it. I swear that looked like a Coke pajama onesie or something. <laughs> she said he rides for Coke. Yeah. Which, like, all the other riders that they show in this movie, like, they just ride for bicycle companies. But it seems like there would be more people just from general sponsors like Coca-Cola or whatever. I just noticed his bike was latched up there, too. Yeah. Yeah, he's, like, putting it up there in one of the scenes. Yeah. But her, her like, whatever it is, Ford Bronco or whatever, it's got, like, the shiniest red paint on it. <laughs> well, it's a company car. better look good. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Uh-huh. Like, this movie really has only about three locations. Like, they're either, like, at the thing or they're, like, the track or they're at this thing. <laughs> I like the little man on the bike that she did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, bro. Has Christian's number on it though, number one. Mm-hmm. But um, every time I see this restaurant, it makes me want pizza. Yeah, does it? <laughs> like it makes me like want some of those like soggy ass like French fries they would have at those places. <laughs> there was a place like when I was younger called Backstop Pizza, and like mm. it was kind of like a mini Shakey's type place where it was they had like the kind of bar area and all that sh- stuff. And, like, they had tables, and they had those uh, tablecloths on them like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. This type of restaurants. Mm. But, yeah, in that last scene, like, the little sister made a homemade shirt for him. So, that gave him, like, the idea to, um... Hey, oh, yeah, this part's awesome. Yeah. That they're going to make Rad Racing. So, he's actually going to become his own sponsor mm-hmm. by selling Rad Racing t-shirts. And they actually show they start out with white shirts. They yeah. dip them in red dye. Then they put them on a thing to dry. <laughs> this is so... It seems so easy and cool. I know. And then some girls with a stencil and, like, a house roller paintbrush. That is so awesome, man. Yeah, they they brush the paint over it and take it off, and it actually works. <sighs> and, like, I was saying when we first saw it, I was like, that looks better than all those screen-printed shirts you buy now from everywhere. I know. Way like, way better than the shitty Fanatic sports shirts <laughs> that they have now. That's another thing. <laughs> We can say whatever we want about any company on this podcast. <laughs> Fanatic sportswear, fuck you. Oh my god. The seriously. worst quote. Dude, like, I I personally, I like to, you know, buy products. Damn, she got her hand all up in this crotch measuring that well, shit. Well, she's trying to measure him. Personally, I like products that are the highest quality. But Fanatic's is obviously the lowest quality. Yeah, we highly don't condone any purchases from Fanatic's. <laughs> no, don't buy anything from it. Damn, they, did you see that? Like, they all ganged up to spank this, the little sister on the ass. Yeah. Like, Lori Laughlin, everybody was beating her ass. Yeah. Oh, I was so right about those guys. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> damn, crew, it took you this long? They're all holding hands and sharing straws at the pizza place and you can't figure shit out or what? Oh, jeez. Yeah, they, um... I like how playful he is. <laughs> yeah. Like, they got a good... Like, him and Lori Laughlin got... Well, actually, him and everybody have a again, good chemistry. Again, he did that face again. Yeah. Yeah, I have to look up, see if he's done any other movies. Now, here come the evil twins. They got, like, their fucking Han Solo Empire Strike Back shirts on now <laughs> with that little unbuttoned sh- <laughs> flap hanging off the side. Yeah. <laughs> It looks like the, uh, what do you call it, like the race is rigged if, if you're going to win the Corvette, but 
uh, Bart Taylor's already driving the Corvette all around town. I know, I thought that was weird. <laughs> yeah. The T-top Corvette. <laughs> like, there's, there's, I don't know if that's technically a T-top or a convertible or what, but that is, like, hardly any open space in that Corvette. <laughs> yeah. I like this part, too, when, when he asks her, like, why does she, what's, like, one number, one, number one, like, why do you wear number one? She's like, it's self-explanatory. <laughs> He's like, oh, you think you're bad, huh? Yeah. And he starts teasing <laughs> And then they go on another bicycle adventure. And I gotta say, like... A romantic bike ride. It is. Well, Where they jump on all tables. I used, I used to see people do that on a bikes. A little tabletop-y. <laughs> yeah. I, see, I think I could do this right here. <laughs> I think maybe even now I could do this. But yeah, they, it's like every park has like oh that that little physical fitness. That wig tri- is terrible. Yeah, yeah, like they. I hate the wig when the the man comes in to step in for. Her. <laughs> like her hair is so flat, like and yeah. it's not all poofy the way that way, and it's brown. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, he's like, follow me, and then he just like totally does like a three sixty oh. spin into a oh. river. Again, I got tricked. I thought he was gonna like crash. Yeah, he thought he's gonna get crippled. <laughs> oh, here comes oh. some guy into the river too. <laughs> some guy. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, they need to like not do it in slow motion to make it so obvious. I know. And I like how they find like a hobo tent somewhere in the park. And there's these nice cushy blankets. Yeah, they got blanket. Well, I mean, her cars oh, I guess are. They have a truck. Yeah, but it's like yeah. I didn't understand this, did you, that she said something about using cans of beans to make hot chocolate? Like, that was weird. I guess they're using them as cups or whatever. Yeah. Oh, yeah, maybe that's what it was. Is this where they're going to have their big breakup or whatever? They have a fight or something, right? Yeah, they do break up. But, yeah, like, this... This movie, man, like, a lot of shit happens in this whatever 90-minute movie because, like, he's all hot for one girl at the beginning of the movie (laughs) and then he falls in love with this girl and then, of course, like, a Lifetime movie, they break up and then at the very end, they get back together. They don't wait for, like, the last five minutes like Hallmark movies, but it's pretty close. I love those freckles on her face. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I just like her in general because it's, like, I don't know, like, like, her film acting, like, the way she is in her earlier movies compared to, like, her TV acting, like, she was way better when she was younger. Because, like, um, her first movie was actually Amityville 3, and, like, she's pretty much, actually, if I remember right, she's pretty much, like, the only person who actually really dies in Amityville 3, and it, like, sucks, because she's, like, the coolest person, like, in the movie. But she's just, like, such a sweet, like, young girl in that movie. Like, she's, like, the daughter of the guy who buys the Amityville house or whatever. And, uh, some shit happens and she gets possessed and, like, she actually really drowns. But then, like, she shows up back in the house but it's really, like, a demon looking like her and not her or whatever. This is where we see, like, he's recognizing, like, what they're trying to do. Yeah, finally Bart Taylor's waking up out of his coke and a hooker fueled a week-long excursion to realize that his sponsor is like here goes the bully back see here's the bully at least this freckle face bully gets his comeuppance <laughs> like uh they didn't want to sell him a shirt but then finally they do she says you can give him one the ripped one <laughs> yeah if there's a ripped one they're head aside just for bullies i like her earrings are cute yeah <laughs> 
Yeah, the little sister's good in it. Like, she, like, the little sister, honestly, could have came off, like, really cheesy and annoying, but she's actually, like, a good movie kid. Yeah. Like, she's got that 80s movie kid spunk, but she's, like, you know, not annoying or whatever. Here you get to see these old-ass men, their faces being red as hell, staring into the bright sun. <laughs> I guess this is a good time to talk about that they actually made this movie uh, on 4K Blu-ray. Like, what, what did you think about it being on 4K? Could you, you think it was any difference or whatever? I think it kind of, like... I mean, I guess, like, this scene, it looks pretty good. But I think when you watch movies that are older... Like, it kind of doesn't really matter, because it's, like, it's still going to kind of look old, you know? Yeah. But I think it did that thing, too, where, like, sometimes when you get that transfer over to, like, a clearer version, you kind of see the flaws in it a little bit more. Like, those that we keep saying, the 3D transitions. Yeah. Just, like, stuff like that. But, yeah, like, there are scenes that look good. Like, I did notice the coloring in her hair a lot, like, how you could see, like, all the different inflections of color in her hair you know like yeah so i mean it is and then like the different colors of the scenes how we were pointing out earlier of the town like i noticed it was like i could see colors in the movie that you know it's like which whereas normally like you don't really notice things like that because it just looks flat or whatever yeah yeah, I, th- I think this one, I mean, I, I think... Like, it, this scene, for example, like, look at the leaves in the background. Like, you could totally see the autumn colors on the trees. Like, it just... It's not really something you generally notice. Yeah. Like, like I, I think uh, if it was just on regular Blu-ray, it still would look good. Uh, I mean, it comes with it. I just haven't, you know, just yeah. never put it in, you know, when you have the 4K version or whatever. But, um... Yeah, it's like, it's not something that's going to jump out at you, but there's little scenes, like, look at Ray Walston's, like, jacket. Yeah. It's pretty detailed. You like, can see the texture. Yeah. And it's like, I mean, obviously not with these old guys, but like you said, like, her freckles and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, just the way it kind of represents the colors. But I, I like it because it still looks like a low-budget film. Like, they didn't do that thing, like, when we watched... Like, Jumanji kind of hurt my eyes when we watched it, because they did that thing when they were standing in the bright daylight where one side of their face was really dark mm-hmm. and the other side was really bright. Mm-hmm. And this movie did... Like, they didn't really, like, fuck around like that. Like, it just... If the light was bright, it was just bright. It, d- it didn't have that, like, half-dark, half-bright look to it, you know? Yeah. But, yeah, just like I was saying to you earlier... Uh, like, whenever they're in that restaurant, like, I kept seeing those tablecloths. It's like... Yeah. I mean, that would just kind of be in the background if it was just, like, a flat-colored yeah. kind of scene. Yeah. Like, but I kept seeing it, so it was, like, noticeable. Yeah, because besides, like, the resolution or whatever, like, the 4K does have um, more color space. Mm-hmm. So I feel like when you do get those, like, more basic colors, it makes them more vibrant. See, like this, he's sitting in a fairly dark room, but his red sweater is, like, yeah. pretty bright and vibrant. Yeah. And then the little piece of the sky outside the window to his to our left that we're looking at that yeah. just got covered by her like that's a pretty bright blue color like i yeah. noticed it that like my eye got drawn to that when this scene started you know so yeah it's just like little things like that that are noticeable you really see her 4k freckles there <laughs> but yeah like i i'll be honest like i mean we've had 4k in this room for it's been a while now because the tv's 4k and like I was never really about 4K Blu-rays for the longest time. It just, if the movie came out on 4K, I would just buy the 4K version, like, once it got cheap. But, um, yeah, like, it, it's, 
And I, it, I think it depends how the movie studio does it, too, if they overdo it with all that HDR brightness shit. Yeah, when they start messing with colors. Yeah, but, like, like... changing what the colors are supposed to be. Yeah, like, this is technically HDR transfer, but it, it they didn't, like, try to, like, use it as a showcase to make the colors gimmicky or the shadows gimmicky. Yeah. So it looks pretty natural. So, like, as long as, like, they, they you know, keep it in check and don't mess around, I think 4K is pretty good. Like, like you can see the texture of his robe. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, even the wood grain on the house. Like, yeah. it definitely is more detailed. Like, and screenshots are deceptive, I would say, in the 1080p versus... Which, don't get me wrong, like, I still buy this shit out of Blu-rays. Like, no. like literally... I would say I only have maybe 30, 40, maybe 50 4K movies, and I have hundreds of Blu-rays, so I st- I'm still all about Blu-ray, don't get me wrong, but <laughs> I think for movies shot on film, like, it does help more, like, to have it in 4K. So they had their fight, and now yep. he's, like, for some reason, he's on time giving everybody their newspaper. Yeah, because basically what we skipped over was, okay, he got the sponsor because he sponsored himself, but then they're like, oh, now there's a new rule all mm-hmm. of a sudden that, like, your sponsor has to make 50 grand, so, like, yeah. he basically got cranky and took it out on Lori Laughlin, being like, what does it matter, like, blah, blah. you see that one guy on the back of his racing thing on his ass, he had Jesus saves on it? <laughs> really? Yeah, that that guy back there with yeah, the white shirt bending over? Just... Yeah. Oh. On the left here? On the right. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't see when he walked. But, uh, yeah, so anyway, like, they made up that new rule to fuck him and keep him out of the race that you gotta make 50 grand yeah, as your sponsor. Yeah, they try to do, they make up a new rule to, yeah. so that whatever they're doing doesn't work. So he was, like, basically just pouting to be, like, you know, like, oh, they're gonna screw me no matter what, whatever. But, uh, I like... She said, you're a quitter. I don't yeah. want you anymore. Yeah. She's like, you're not sexy. You're not the small town hero sexy anymore. You're just a mm-hmm. quitter. And now here, the parents are trying to stand up for them. Yeah. Because they're like... Because everybody got excited. You know, like, this, these these big monolith... Oh. Yeah, look at the... Oh. Yeah. So distressed. Oh. I know. And then that lady... I was baking... Like, yeah, she's like, I was baking a cake and this local boy... Such a nice boy. such a nice boy. He's a nice boy. <laughs> And oh. the, the, yeah, here's the cop. Check out those pants, man. They're crazy. <laughs> They're like chaps. They're like sk- skinny knee jeans, but the sides like are all flat out. Riding mo- pants. Motorcycle cop. Like. I wish the motorcycle cop was in it a little bit more. <laughs> Officer Smith or whatever his name is. Mm. But, uh. But what's weird is, like, these indoor scenes where they're at, like, whatever this town hall is, like, this, like these scenes compared to the rest, but these scenes look like, almost like you're watching a porno, it's so cheap looking, oh like, God. it's horrible. Sheesh. But, like, the rest of the movie, like, looks good. But, um, yeah, you think this guy's gonna be a real fascist dick, but here's where you find out that, you know, they gotta figure out a way. Well, here comes my favorite part of the movie. Yeah, oh, I wish, that ice cream this ice cream, it's like an ice cream slash candy store, and this place is the bomb. And it's like a real place because they got like a sweatshirt hanging up you can buy or whatever. There it comes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Here's here's the sign they say. This is my favorite part. Yeah. Having he... a friend makes you happy all over. So it's this cartoon <laughs> sign that says "Having a friend makes you happy all over." It's got two cartoon panda bears sharing the ice cream. Would you like to be my yeah. friend? So instead of apologizing, <laughs> really, he just tells her like, "Hey, we should be together." <laughs> and she's like, "Okay, whatever. Have she's some like, ice Here, cream." Eat this before it melts. Yeah. It's like Lady in the Tramp. They got an awesome oh, look at yeah. GI Joe, Star Wars comics. They got an awesome comic wall at comics. the. Uh, at the ice cream shop there. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. 
Alpha Flight. Yeah, Alpha Flight was a big one. So basically, all those people at the town hall meeting, which, like, these people, they get together quite often for these town hall meetings. And they're apparently all very rich because they're just carrying, like, $1,200 on their in their pockets. Yeah, they're, they're trying to raise, like, because uh, I think they only made a couple hundred bucks selling the shirt. So they're trying to raise, like, the full, like, 50 grand or whatever to a sponsor crew or make his company technically successful. But, like... They only randomly came up with 27000 Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, the whole town, like, you know, not even the whole town, just all those concerned people, like, they all out of their own pocket put thousands of dollars and they put together 27000 <laughs> And they're like, oh, we, you know, we, we're still like 20 grand short. And then all of a sudden, Ray Walson's in the background like, hmm. <laughs> so, like, you know Ray Walson's going to come through. Because he don't like these scumbags coming in and running <laughs> shit in his town. Ain't nobody going to make a fool of him. Yeah, he doesn't stand for baloney. <laughs> I love that scene in Fast Times. Look at this old man just guzzling his check but I love the scene of old in Fast Times when Spicoli's all ready to go to the school dance and Ray Walson just comes in and makes him study all night for mm-hmm. all the times he fucked around all year in class <laughs> I like how when he walks up to the tent he tells the girl little girl leave I don't want you to hear what I'm about to say or something like that <laughs> yeah he's like Get he should have just pulled a Clarence Boddicker and been like bitch leave <laughs> it's I- like yeah, these young writer guys, like, they're looking at, like, how lame this old man is. And again, like, you would want, like, Mongoose, like, they would want this guy, like, representing their brand. <laughs> oh, Ray Walston's happy. You know, he's about to fuck this guy over. <laughs> I like how he always wears his little cap. Like, when I was a kid, Ray Walston was still pretty famous from the 50s, from uh, My Favorite Martian. When you were growing up, did you know who Ray Walston was? I only knew him as an old man. Yeah. I mean, I only... Even my favorite Martian, I think he looked like an old man, but... <laughs> I mean, I always knew him like an old guy looking like he does in this movie, but... Yeah. Uh, I never saw him any other time that I know of. Maybe, I, I mean... I always have, like, TCM playing or whatever. I mean, unless he's been in some of those, like, and I just probably. don't don't realize it. Like, yeah. I, I probably seen him here and there. I just never knew who he was. Yeah. He really... It's funny too for being like, like uh, you know, such a like an older generation actor. By the time the eighties came along, he was in like a lot of like younger people's movies. Always playing the old guy. <laughs> yeah, he flips him the bird. Because he tells him, "Now you get it, you old hick." He's like, "Oh yeah." Yeah. Oh, here's this guy. He's putting up his mohawk helmet. <laughs> He's got to like style it. I wonder why. <laughs> I don't know. I wonder if this was a real writer. Yeah, like he he wants crew to sign his cast. He broke his foot. And I wonder if he was just there, just yeah. to be there, but he couldn't be in the movie. Maybe he broke his leg when he was, like, filming. doing a trick or something. Yeah, yeah filming. It's from the Hutch freestyle. No, she was technically wearing it when she was driving the car in the parade, but this is the first time you really, in full view, get to see her in her Team Mongoose sexy outfit. Like, I wonder if, like, she really was, some, you know, supposed to be doing her exhibitions in this, like, like plunging neckline thing. Mm-hmm. They came out with a cool riding jersey for him. Yeah. Yeah, his outfit's really cool. Here, stop in the middle where everybody's riding by so I can talk to you. Yeah, like the officer wants <laughs> to give him his approval. 
<laughs> Tells him oh, to throw see, balls like, out. There's just like people riding past him in a rush, uh-huh. and he's just like stopped there <laughs> on the top of the hill. It's like the Corvette is like up on the stage, and then when the guy went to the tent, it was on the ground next to the <laughs> tent. Now it's back up on the stage with the fucking window sticker on it. <laughs> this Corvette gets around. I want one of those t shirts. <laughs> well, you can get one. I've seen them on eBay. I'll have to order one. Some rad racing. <laughs> yeah, so now we finally see a hell track, and it's literally just dirt mounds. That's all it is. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty big crowd. Yeah. That's the reason. Here's where they go through like the the roster from like mm-hmm. all the guys, where they're from, what country. It's gotta be real writers, huh? Oh yeah, like because these guys are so bored. If they were actors, they would be all excited to like, <laughs> you know. Yep, I'm here. This is my oh, favorite. What am I doing with my life? He's like, huh, yeah. Hey, guys. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> oh, my this God. This guy's awesome, too. <laughs> He's a cool guy. Hey, this guy's from Utah. <laughs> Chris oh, Phoenix. He's cool. <laughs> Travis oh. Chip Race. Yeah, I'm here. There's, like, so <laughs> many. There's the Mohawk guy, Eddie Fiola. Oh, yeah, he does have to put it up. Yeah. I wonder what it's made out of. I don't know. That's funny. Like I was way ahead of that train. Hi. <laughs> more, more. Introduce more riders. I know. And then there were a couple that were like from the same team. Yeah. Team Hutch Hollywood. There he is. Yeah. Now here's the the evil gangbang. The Rod Reynolds twins, Rod, Rod and Rex, the gangbang twins. <laughs> they share everything, including their women. Yeah, I'm here. Florida's Bart Taylor. <laughs> oh. See, like that, that's super bright right yeah. there. <laughs> like, their homemade jersey looks more professional than, like, everybody's sponsorship. Mm-hmm. Now, here's, like, we never really talked about it, but here's this, like, nasty bum guy, yeah. Bob, who they call the Blob. He, he's, like, the cook at the uh, pizza place or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he's been shitting on him the whole time, but now that he, he knows somebody <laughs> that famous. He's back there grubbing on his popcorn. Yeah, he totally looked down at that lady to be like, what the fuck's going on? <laughs> I like how the, the the dream killer mom all of a sudden shows up to the race wanting a front row seat. Well, she might as well. She let him ride. He's Crew Jones. He does what he wants. Now, when you look at the Hell, Dra- Hell Track start drop there, like it looks like straight down. Like they're just going to fall down. I know. But they it's it's barely sloped enough where they can like kind of ride down it. Seven Eleven was all up in this too. Yeah, if we forgot to talk about the copious Seven Eleven, <laughs> there's some van shit too because oh, you see yeah. it here and then like when they walked in that clothing store, yeah. there was like a Vans display. Well, a lot of the guys in the opening part were wearing Vans. Yeah, yeah, it's funny because a lot of the guys wear these. They either wear Chuck Taylors or they wear Vans, but they they all have like these scuffed up shitty shoes, even though they have these like, fancy uniforms on. <laughs> I wonder if. Because I actually do kind of associate the slip-on vans with BMX riding. I wonder if the bottom part being diamond-hatched like that was for those pedals. The spokes to go into It could be. Because, yeah. like, I know vans and just California culture is kind of synonymous. There it is! Yeah, the kicks bowl. So they have to literally ride through a, pro- a giant prop bowl of cereal that says kicks on the side and of it. And then fly off the spoon. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, shit. Yeah, and, like, they all have to ride off the spoon, which is, like, wobbly. It's like a diving board at a pool. Mm -hmm. 
But these races are pretty odd. Like, I was surprised. And, and, like, for the fact that, like, they just pretty much, they do the same track, like, just three times. Yeah. They still kept it pretty exciting. Because, like, the first go through, like, this, you're just kind of getting used to seeing what's actually on oh. the track. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh damn. Yeah. Well, the guy in the pink pants That's fell off. From wearing pink. The pink panther fell off. <laughs> I like how they have, the like, the oldest of men announcing this shit, too. <laughs> in the lead. Yeah, Crew's doing good. Local boy. Yep. People He's love it. He's tied with Bart. Yeah, Bart Taylor's all up in his ass. Like, at least they made Bart Taylor actually good, though, because he would be... Jeez. <laughs> yeah. That yeah. guy's so tortured. The, oh, no. the fake Courtney Gaines, man. No, there's one of the twins that knocked him out. Yeah. They're playing dirty because the old man told the no, twins to knock him out. No, it was all me. <laughs> oh. Ray Walston flipping the birdie. Still like Ray Walston is like stone cold in this. He's like <laughs> flipping everybody off. Because they mess, they's messing with his kids. With this town, yeah. They should have had him pop some beers. <laughs> Team Mongoose stress their stuff. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that goes on with the twins. It, yeah, like you just watching everybody fly off the bikes when they crash. Like it's, I don't know. Like I, f- I found this oddly fascinating and exciting and compelling when I watched. Well, it, it always made always made me worried when somebody fell because then there's like people coming behind him so fast. Yeah. It's like seems so scary. The bimbo brigade grew because like the two groupies or they have like backup groupies behind <laughs> them. Like everybody was so hot for because like I mean. They showed all the real guys, you know, of the sport. Like, they're not, like, really studly guys at all. I wonder why... I guess it was a thing back then. Like, some of them... Like, there's two guys that have, like, pink on. Like, what is yeah. with that? Just whatever brand they were with. That's what they their colors were, you know? Weird. <laughs> For a guy sport kind of thing. Yeah. Like, Mongoose was yellow and black. Like, maybe... Because there's a lot of red, white, and blue ones. Maybe yeah. just some... Whatever that brand was. Because I, I never could see... The, I know what you're talking about because those guys stood out to me, too. The first time we watched it. Do you think they put in some, like, pink and then have, like, green in there? Some seafoam green or something just to <laughs> make it like... There is, like it's, it's like... Just all it's pink like red, And then pink. red. Yeah, There's, yeah. It's weird. Sorry for the pops in the background. We have some pressurizing going on with water balls here. <laughs> It scares me when it does it. <laughs> I know. He's catching up. Yeah, he's catching up. Because he got... Oh. The crew got knocked down, so he slowly... Oh. Oh. It's always the pink Another guys, pink like, guy flying out. out. Yeah. Hollywood, Hollywood Mike, Mike Miranda. Miranda. <laughs> Second dramatic accident. Hollywood Mike Miranda sucks in this movie. <laughs> he was probably, like, really good in real life, but they're like, oh, you gotta take the dive. Oh, he's doing tricks. Like, look at all those bimbos, man. They're, like, all, like... Because it's Bart Taylor. Yeah, they're just, every, everybody wants a piece of Bart Taylor. They don't realize he rolls around with the on-call bimbo. <laughs> Upset of them. Yeah. Whoa, oh, crew did his backflip. Which, I don't know if that would really benefit you at all in the race or not. But It seemed like he was able to skip part of the trail. Yeah, they say it was a shortcut. Yeah. Hogan, eat your heart. Oh, on the heart of a back of Hulk Hogan eats your heart out. Was Hulk Hogan known as a great BMX rider? <laughs> I don't really get that reference. There they go. Oh, it's uh, one of the twins and Bart Taylor. Yeah, it's Bart Taylor, one oh, of the twins. Oh, here comes Crew. Oh. Yeah, the second gangbang twin fell yeah, down. He ate it. And then doesn't Crew, like, jump over Oh, him? he took him out because he wanted it to be a fair race. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, so he kind of... It kind of looked like he just crashed, but I guess whatever. He cut in front of him. And then he stops on this part to wait for Crew. Yeah, yeah. He actually slows up so Crew can catch up to him. He wants Crew Jones one-on-one. 
He's like, come on, dude. <laughs> Top rider in America, Tyler puts his reputation on $100,000 online to a determined unknown challenger. And that's that actually was a good wrinkle, I thought, because, you, you know, they could have very easily just made it where, like, the cheating-ass bad guys, whatever, he beats them. But, like, yeah, I... Yeah, I did like that. I actually, like, you know, and it'll come up here in a second, Bart Taylor, I actually liked them putting some some honor and integrity into the Bart Taylor character. Yeah. Even though he did have, like, really severely fucked up hair. But, um... <laughs> no, he didn't. <laughs> more 7-Eleven. He had, like, that weird hair that just, like, clinged to his head. It was weird. It, like, never, like... My hair was kind of like that when I was a kid, too. Mm. Little... His sister... Well, they just jumped. Yeah, he fell out of the spoon. His little sister was eating some cotton candy, but, like, not really. It was completely full of horrors. Here they go. Coming up. Uh, Whoa. I wish the last tiny little part would have been a little more, like, whatever. Because, like, when the race ended, like, I wasn't really sure that that was the ending of the race, but it was. Wee. Yeah. Like, I wish they could have made it just, like, a little more. I think they redid that part. Yeah. Like, they recut it. Oh. Oh. Jones versus Taylor. One more jump. And they, they jump across the finish line. I was like, when he did that spin like that, I was yeah. like, uh, did that make him like not cross it first? Because otherwise his tires weren't in the front. It well, yeah, like, it's kind of weird. It when like he, Bart Taylor's were in front. Yeah, kind of. It's weird. Like the big finish, everybody's like, oh, Crew Jones ones. But it, it uh, yeah, like I didn't really understand because it almost looks like Bart Taylor won. <laughs> we'll move over here. We have a fussy cat. Nobody wants to hear you screeching. They want to hear about Rad. <laughs> Where were you? Crew Jones just won, and you, you're just messing around. You're not even paying attention. <laughs> Got your butt to the screen. Yeah. <laughs> just staring at the microphone. What, you want to take it away? So I guess that was the owner of Mongoose, and, like, yeah. he's basically like, you guys are fired. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's fi- yeah, he fires Bart he Taylor. Bart. You know. You know him. You'll never work again. <laughs> He's like, I don't need you guys. Which I can see him being that hot because he basically, he didn't throw the race, but he, he well, made the race one-on-one. Now the, the twins are mad. Yeah, the game main twins are mad. They should be happy, though, that with Bart Taylor gone, like, they're the stars of Mongoose Racing. Mm-hmm. Okay, here's here's the part where he goes up to uh, Crew Jones, um, you know, shake, ha- shake his hand and stuff, showing his honor, and, like, they basically throw out, you know... Somehow they figured out that he has no job. Yeah, even though they weren't standing by that that when the guy fired him, which I mean, shouldn't he, shouldn't he? Bart Taylor just dropped his bike there, like, oh, I don't ride for this shit anymore. Like, here, take your shitty bike, you know. But yeah, High five. Yeah, so Bart Taylor actually at the end they give him an offer. He joins Rad oh, Racing. Oh, but guess who? Get, look who gave the offer. The little girl. Yeah, the little girl's like, hey. <laughs> so again, like just showing, like you know, that everybody's important. Yeah. Now we got some more tricks. Like, my only... Like, I really did love this movie. Like, it really caught me off guard how much I liked it. <laughs> my only two complaints were, like, yeah, that... the I wish the, the ending of the race would have been, like, more somehow built up to be more suspenseful. <laughs> and then that last part, like, how the movie just ends and then suddenly cuts to, like, just random guys doing tricks on bikes. Like, I wish it would have done at least a freeze frame or something to felt, like, a little more like a proper ending to the movie. But it was it, a freeze frame. It was a freeze frame of them holding up the bike together, saying that we're Yeah, team. but it was, like, quick. <laughs> it was weird. But, I mean, that's that's very, very nitpicky. I, I really like this movie. I mean, 
Hey, you were, like, before I, you know, when I told you that the <laughs> no. Blu- Blu-ray came out and I all that. I already know what you're going to ask. Yeah, did you, did you ever know about this movie or anything? I've never heard of this. And, like, I just thought it was just, because you get a lot of, like, old movies that, I mean, I've never heard of. And, like, I assume, like, nobody really knows about unless you're into, like, this genre of movies or whatever. Yeah. Like, you get a lot of horror stuff like that, and I'm like, I have no idea what that is. And, like, they're usually, like, the smaller budget movies, and, like, you know, like, not, there's not really any, you know, known actors in it or anything like that. So, like, I thought this was just gonna be, well, I mean, it is, but I thought this was gonna be just another one of those, because I'd never heard of it, I never knew about it. But honestly, I never knew about the rollerblading one either, so. Yeah, um, Airborne. yeah, Yeah, so. I don't know. I mean, maybe it's just not... I wasn't as exposed to... I wasn't... I really wasn't exposed to a lot of movies when I was younger. I just kind of really know the movies from, like, basically the 90s on. Yeah. So, like, just because that's what I was exposed to and not really for any other, you know, other reason that, oh, I hate old movies or anything. No, I mean, this... This movie is, you know, clearly of your time. I mean, I was super young when this came out, and you're five years younger than me, so, I mean... I mean, this this was not... Like I said, it's weird. I mean, maybe I was just weird that I never came across it, but, like, this was a pretty well-known movie, I think, just because it was, you know, one of the few BMX movies that came out in the 80s. There was also an Australian one with Nicole Kidman called BMX Bandits, and I always got those two movies confused, and I have seen parts of that movie on cable. Now, here's a weird part of the credits where they had to, like, like put lines over somebody's name. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's weird. Trainee. I, yeah, trainee something. They have the names of the person that was the trainee, but they don't, they don't say, like, what's under there, like, what's under that little thing. Because, like, usually, like, when I go shopping on, like, whatever those websites are, like, Screen Archives or, like, yeah. the other ones, like, that you usually go to, like, those smaller ones. Like, like Shout or whatever. Oh, yeah, those, Screen Factory. No yeah, way. those kinds. Like, I'll go on there because I used to get the emails and kind of, yeah. they'd be like, oh, we're having a sale. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I'd, like, go on the website and, like, scroll through and see, oh, is yeah. there anything that I would like or looks interesting? And, like, everything just looked so, like, random or, like, I don't know, like, nothing, you know? Like yeah. Nothing that would you... Would nothing seem, catch your eye. Yeah, like, that would seem interesting. And so, like, this just seemed like one of those that I was just kind of like, oh, okay, like... But then you didn't help either when you were like, oh, I just got it because the cover was cool. <laughs> yeah. So it was like... It wasn't like you were really trying to build up the movie itself, you know? But then, like, you got so excited about it all of a sudden when you were like, yeah. oh, I can't wait to watch it when you finally had it. Yeah. <laughs> I was I was pumped. You were so excited. Because <laughs> I went around and, like, I asked everybody, you know, that uh, that does this show with me. And I'm like, did you get rad? Did you get... Because, like, basically, here's what the story was, was, uh, you know, Vinegar Syndrome was a small... Um, oh, it said Lion's Gate. Yeah, back when Lion's Gate was two words. But, um, yeah, Talia film, too. But basically, anyway, it's like, it's like Vinegar Syndrome, like, they don't own the movies, they just work out deals with these smaller people that have the rights to, like, one or two movies to put this shit out. And, like, this, for them, this was a pretty big name, because, because, like, their whole thing is, like, they they put out, like... The warning, don't do these tricks. Yeah, there is a disclaimer there. (laughs) From the producers. Here's, like, the bomb-ass Talia Film 2 logo. (laughs) Like, it's very professional. But yeah, like like they put out like movies that are like not really from like like that's what surprised where they said this was a TriStar release, which mm-hmm. I'm sure it was at the time, but obviously TriStar doesn't own the rights, you know now. 
But um, they put out such small movies, like, most of their movies, like, I've never even heard of, you know, like, like, I bought that one, like, Bill Paxton's first movie, that was, like, basically, like, a student movie, you know what I mean, that's, that's how, like, obscure some of the shit is they put out, so for them to get rad, it was, like, kind of a big deal, and, like, I think it, you know, like, they do every now and then, they do a big name movie, well, not that Rad's a big name movie, but for them it is, you know, and, like, you kind of, like, when you're a small company that puts out a movie like this that's, like, memorable from the 80s. And, like, these 80s movies are, like, hot right now for home video. Like, it's really... Because, like, even the big series now, because of COVID, they're starting to finally get back to putting out home video. And they're doing, like, a lot of older stuff, too. But I, th- I think it helps them to put these, these movies, like, Red out. But because, like, they don't own the rights, they had to do a deal to only make a certain amount of uh, vinegar syndrome. They had to only make a certain amount, which I think it was 12,000, which is actually a lot, because most limited runs only, like, 3,000. And they sold them all, so, I mean, like, literally... People know about this, Yeah, like, like, literally, it blows my mind, and it actually makes me really happy that, like, supposedly 12,000 copies of Rad sold in 2020, you know what I mean? But it's also hard nowadays, too, when you see stuff like that, because there's always those assholes who just buy a bunch and... Collect it, yeah. Mm. Well, no, not only the collectors, but the people that are like, this this will be worth something, which yeah. it will be, because it's they like... they oversell, they, they sell them overpriced. And yeah. Something. And that, that kind of seems to be a thing, especially when, like, the company announces, like, oh, this is a limited release, we only yeah. made this many, then that's when those fuckers... Everybody like, jumps, Their yeah. antenna come up about it and yeah. just buy a bunch. So it's kind of hard to... I think they should really, like, limit how many you can buy when they do stuff like that, but, I mean... Well, I think... I, I think it is, Well, yeah, well... See, the thing is, like, they did, and I can't remember, because I wasn't worried about it, because I was buying one copy. Yeah. So I don't know what to... Because li- you're not a pig and an asshole. <laughs> I mean, I kind of am, though, because, like, <laughs> I'll, I'll buy shit just because... But you're not gonna buy 20 of them. Oh, no, I mean, I'll buy one copy for myself to yeah, watch. I mean, but that's what you should do. But there's, like, certain movies that I'll see when the company will say, like, okay, okay, this is going out of print. And, yeah, I mean, if it's something I just have no interest in, like, yeah, whatever. But, like, on the odd chance that, like, I might like the movie, I'll just buy it. Because, like, what if I watch it and really like it or somehow, and then, like, I can never buy a copy ever again of it, you know what I mean? So, like, my collection is kind of bloated with movies like that. Like, Like, I'm getting to the point now where, like, I even feel like I have too many movies, whatever. But, I mean, they're all movies that I watched to, or bought to watch. I mean, it's not, like... I mean, you're just a normal, like, movie buyer. But I'm talking about the people who buy, like, 20 or whatever or more just because of that reason that you're saying they know only a limited number is available. So they know once once the company's, you know, supply is out, then they're going to go on and start selling them. Yeah, like, that's the kind of shit that I don't like. And it's just... Yeah, cause like, cause I have a lot of out of print shit, and like even shit that I know I could flip and make money for. It's like, I don't know. It's like, but I mean, you're not the kind of person to think that way because yeah. you actually want it. Like, I mean, unless it's just something yeah. that's really like dog shit or something <laughs> like that. Like, I mean, that's really rare yeah. for you. That's really rare for you to ever really watch a movie and be like, oh, that was terrible. Because there's a lot of movies that we've watched, like these kind of old movies like this. Yeah. Where, like, you we watch them together, and I'm like, this movie was so shitty. Really? <laughs> and you're just like, ah, you know, you always find qualities in it that, you know, yeah. you like it. So it's like, 
It's just really like those super old ones or whatever. Yeah. But like, or those, like I was saying, those ones that nobody really knows anyone in them or anything. But like, yeah, yeah. those low budget ones. But like, you always find something in every movie that you like. So it's like, it's yeah. not, there's always something that is going to make you keep that movie. Yeah. You yeah. know, even if you know, like, oh, there's a big market for it, you know, people will go fucking crazy for this. You don't think that way. That's not yeah. your mindset. For you, it's like, you always find a quality in it that you like it and so you want to keep it and so like you're not like those assholes like like i i won't say like the guy's name or whatever because i mean honestly like he's got a pretty big following on youtube i mean even if i were to shit talk him like whatever like it wouldn't make a difference but there was like a guy who made a video the other day and it kind of pissed me off that he made this video because he was telling people like you know, like, like, don't, and everything he was saying was, like, you know, it made sense, whatever, but he was saying, like, don't pay tons of money for the out-of-print movies, because, like, a lot of them are, like, just going to come back and print, because, like, basically, there was a, there was a first uh, Friday the 13th box set for a couple years ago, it sold out, and then people, like, you know, went crazy, now there's another one coming out from a different company, whatever, and he was saying, like, see, like, you're foolish if you pay 300 for the first one, and now this one comes out for one thirty, and you can and just like I'm kind of like, but you don't know that that's if that's gonna right. happen in the future, so that's stupid to say. Well, that's like, that's not what what pissed me off was the guy was like, "Don't be stupid, don't overpay." But then he was like, "Yeah, I found this movie for three bucks, and then I sold it for seventy because uh. I watched it, and I wouldn't." And I'm just kind of like, I'm like, okay, like he, he and he's like. He's like, and I took that 70 bucks and I bought a dozen other movies. And I'm like, Ugh. I'm like, you're telling people not to be stupid to like, you're basically telling people not to be your customers. Right. So, <laughs> but you're the guy selling those movies. Yeah. So like, yeah. and on top of it where he was like, oh, you know, I'll never watch where, where he was like, I watched it once. So I didn't. I'm just like, and that's my thing is like, yeah, like you can have like a lot of shit like I do where if I sold it, I could make some money like profit. But at the same time, it's like. What I originally paid compared to whatever I sell it for, that extra 20, 30 bucks, like extra 20 bucks isn't worth never having a copy again yeah. and never be able to watch the movie again. And that's you know what, what I mean? mean. That's that's what I mean about your, that's not your mindset. Like you don't think that way because yeah. you're more about you want to be able to watch the movie and less yeah. about I need to put like fucking $20 in my pocket. <laughs> yeah, like I'm so worried about watching a movie that like I actually... You know, I bought that other region-free Blu-ray player because I'm just like, you know, at some point, like, you won't be able to buy players anymore. Like, yeah. I want to be able to watch all this shit forever. I just thought of a movie that you've said is just crap. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, there are movies that that I hate, but but yeah, bring, bring it on. What was it? Tammy and the T-Rex. Oh, Tammy, Tammy and the T-Rex. <laughs> I dodged the bullet with Tammy and the T-Rex because that, that was Vinegar Syndrome's first... Um, <laughs> well okay that movie's interesting see you're seeing you're finding something positive well, no, well that movie's interesting because it was originally meant to be this gory ass movie and it's like an early movie that weirdly enough stars denise richards and uh paul walker but i guess i guess when it originally came out like on videotape or something they like edited the movie to be like pg-13 so they tried to turn it into like this watered down movie that it wasn't you know what i mean yeah. and uh Anyway, like, I had heard of the movie, but I just always thought it was a goofy kids comedy, because I remember when it came out, it was, like, on tape, it was, like, a PG whatever movie, you know? But it turns out it was actually, like, this gory ass, like, because the dinosaur, like, rips people apart and eats people and shit. So, like, Vinegar Syndrome came out of that, and, like, 
it was just it, it that was like another almost like oh the box is cool type thing i'm like i'm like oh it's like a really weird obscure movie that's never come out on like blu-ray dvd whatever and like it's it's in 4k now like even though i don't really care about 4k so i almost bought that one but but i was thinking about it and then they started playing it on tv then they played it on cable and i was like oh i can watch it now and decide you know because yeah. i've done that on a lot of these movies that i watch yeah. you know these older movies i watch if i like it i'll go find the blu-ray i've done that yeah. a lot lately actually didn't you do that with gentlemen broncos or you already no, I already know that. No, but like one of the ones is like Cherry Two Thousand. I watched that and I just ordered the Blu-ray of that. Like, there's actually a couple I've done recently. So I was like, let me watch Tammy and the T-Rex, and I was just like, <laughs> didn't it take you a long time to get through it too? Like, you didn't sit. I think a couple days. Yeah, I yeah. didn't sit through it all at once. Which, yeah. which, I mean, it's not to say that it was like torture, or it was like pulling my teeth out, but it was more like a trauma type movie, like yeah. gory corny on purpose like totally made no sense yeah. like you know and i'm just like <laughs> it was cool that the dinosaur kind of yeah it was cool that the dinosaur had um had uh paul walker's voice and i actually really like n- like not being ironic or anything i've always liked denise richards i thought she was a fun good actress for what she did yeah. you know she kind of became like a tabloid whatever but yeah, but I'm just like I'm like if I would have paid whatever twenty twenty seven ninety nine for that for movie. The cover. Yeah, well, I, I mean, no, not just for the cover. I would have watched it and yeah. like I probably would. Whereas like this one, like I'm glad because like you know it's like I'm I know I'm gonna watch this at least a couple more times. Well, this rad relative to Tammy and the T Rex. Oh yeah, rad. Yeah, has some, um, you know, the word just. Redeeming qualities. It has some substance to it. Yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> so. it, well, it's just you know, like I'm all about the '80s thing. It's yeah. it's it's more up my alley. But yeah, just in general. I think ever since I've known you, that's probably the only movie. Yeah. That I've ever heard you say like, no, fuck this movie. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, well, and also too, it wasn't just so much like, oh, I wasted my time with this movie. I was just like a little more disappointed, like, oh, like I've heard of this movie for years. I thought it was gonna be like, you know, cooler than what it was, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> But, you know, not to offend the Tammy and the T-Rex fans out there, because I'm sure they're there, but it's just... Yeah, a, it has a... It's a unique... It's an acquired taste. <laughs> I mean, it's in all fairness, when it's whenever it's playing on cable, like, I've watched parts of it a couple times after that. Like, yeah. it's cool to, like, stumble upon and watch a few minutes here and there. Yeah. And, like, I like the scenes where, like, he's always, like, coming to her bedroom window and shit. It just... <laughs> overall, it's just, you know, a good one time. I mean... Again, I might watch it again another time. But th- but there's like ca- good cable movies, good <laughs> rental movies, and there's good buying movies, you know. <laughs> so anyway, you know, we went on quite a bit after the episode, but uh, this was a fun one to do. Um, you know, not that we're looking to cash in because we have um, we have very steady and very uh, good uh, fan base or you know whatever listener base of. Of people that check out the show and i want to say thanks because i've i've been reading a lot that it's very hard for a podcast during these times during you know all the covid crisis yeah. and uh, it's very hard for podcasts to you know listening is down quite a bit supposedly and we have not seen that so hopefully that means we're doing a good job but more than anything it means you guys are supporting us so guys thank you for your support most of all, thank you for, like, like I said, like, it was a, so exciting for this experience for this rad movie to come out again on home video. <laughs> and to see people gobble it up. 
<laughs> and be excited about it, like whatever thirty five year old movie. Like so you had to do a show about it. Yeah, well, <laughs> like just the spirit of that is the whole reason why we do this show. Like I always, you know, I always wanted this show to just to, for that little tiny, you know, bit of time for movie fans. For movie fans, yeah, yeah it's like. Like, I really, and, and, like, I think the way the download patterns go, I think that's how you guys do it. You see, we cover a movie you like, you listen to the show. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, and we got some recent um, reviews on iTunes, which is very nice. Thank you guys for leaving us iTunes reviews. And uh, we'll try to keep it going, and we'll try to do as many shows as we can, and hopefully we pick good movies like Red. Because I am excited that Red is now back in the mainstream. It's back. It ain't going nowhere. Oh, what's coming out next next week to knock it off the top? Oh, fast enough. No, nothing. There's no new movies. 2020 is the summer of Red, like it or not. All right, guys. All right, now we got to go practice our air walks. Exactly. Got, I got to get a bicycle and put some little pegs on the back. All right, everybody. Thanks again, and we'll catch you next time in the movie graveyard. <laughs>